And now a reading from the story of Jesus Christ according to John. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. In his book, when all you ever wondered isn't enough, Rabbi Kushner says that if you ask the average person what he or she wants out of life, they most likely will say, all I want to do is be happy. That sounds reasonable. Most people work hard at being happy. The the Be Happy books are a dime a dozen at the store, except they do cost more than a dime, but there are many of them. Do this, read this, and you'll be happy. We may work for a long, long time acquiring all the things that we we think will make us happy, perhaps the perfect job or uh, a certain level level of wealth. My guess is all of us here have thought, well, if I just had a little more of this or whatever, I, 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 I would be happy. Truth is, we may get everything and more that we wanted and still end up feeling empty and unfulfilled. Oscar Wilde once wrote that there are only two tragedies in life. One is not getting what one wants and the other is getting what one wants. We work to get whatever it is because we think it will make us happy, but when we get it, we discover that we are just as miserable, perhaps even more so than we were before. Because... What we thought would make us happy doesn't, and so where do we go from there? Happiness, meaning, purpose, all come as a byproduct of being God's faithful people. The surest way to be unhappy is to spend your life seeking happiness. Faithful, self-forgetful, caring lives result in happiness. Jesus believed that your life and my life can be transformed and reoriented. He believed that we can experience a new and different life. We can discover that abundant life 
that Jesus said he came to provide first by looking within. You see, I think this is the most common mistake. We begin to look for happiness out there someplace, and if we can just bring it in, we'll be happy. We start with the assumption that happiness is out there somewhere. It's something to be acquired, and we acquire, and we acquire things and, and, and whatever that we believe will make us happy, but it never fills that God-sized empty hole in us. Happiness in reality is an expansion of the gift that is already within you and me. It's an awareness of the gift that is within us already. Yes, we've done a pretty good job of mangling it with our sin, but it's there nevertheless. Jesus puts us in touch with what's been there all along. I have come that you might have life more abundantly, Jesus says. I have come that you might live more positively, more satisfyingly than you've ever lived before. I have come that you might wake up and see and behold and receive and value the wondrous gift that's already yours. And that's been yours from the very beginning. Our problem has been the same since the Garden of Eden. We've believed the snake instead of God. We have followed the serpent's way to happiness, which is to look outside. If you just take that apple, you'll be happy. It's out there. We have failed to look inside ourselves and see and appreciate and receive and value the image of God within us. And to celebrate that, don't believe the snake, but rather the creator and sustainer of all life. As Meg referred to earlier in the announcement, we had a wonderful service last night of testimony. Rick Rogers shared about how music transformed his life and the life of his family. Jack Rich shared how Psalm 8 has been a stackpole around which he has sought to, to live and build his life. That we were created a little lower than the angels. And he said, I just tried to remember that in work when people were treating others as less than human. When I've been tempted to do that, to remember that we're all the same. We're all created a little lower than the angels. There is something within each of us that is special, that is God-given, that is God-breathed, and we had nothing to do with it on our own. Jesus said, I've come that you might have abundant life, that you might come alive to the wild and wonderful world of God that's been given to you as a gift. You did nothing to deserve the life that you have, but it has been given to you as gift. But, but it's not looking within only to what God has given us. But once we have looked within and we have received that wonderful gift, we have discovered that wonderful gift, then we are free to make another movement. We move beyond ourselves. Not in an effort to get happiness in, but because we have it within, we can share it. The happiest people in the world, the happiest people we know, 
are probably not the most famous or necessarily the wealthiest. They're not the ones who try hardest to be happy by reading all the get happy books. They're not the ones who latch on to the latest fads about how to get happy. The happiest people you know are the ones are the ones who work at giving, at sharing, at loving, and happiness sneaks into their lives while they're doing those things. I've been impressed in my short time here with some of the wonderful ministries of McLean Baptist Church. You've heard about some of them during the Easter offering. But you know, every Monday morning, Every Monday morning, there are members of McLean Baptist Church that come and give of themselves to international immigrants into these United States. They give not because those folk necessarily are going to ever come into this room to worship with us, but they do it because... We're all created a little lower than the angels. And we have been given a gift. And we have the responsibility to share that gift with others. You see, a part of discovering the abundant life that Christ offers is to move beyond ourselves and to reach out to others. The person who is rich in relationship whose life is centered around caring for and, yes, receiving care from others, will, will not have to wear himself or herself out looking for happiness. They will not have to wear themselves out looking for fulfillment because they will, will have found it, both within and without, in their relationship with God and in their relationship with the world for which Christ died. It's not either or, folks. It's both. However, this abundant life is not something we find and we possess once and for all. I found it, I got it. No, it's the result of daily little choices that we make. And those little choices and those little actions may not seem like much at the time. But when you add them all up, it ends up being a happy, faithful life of service to our Lord. The text proclaims that Jesus is the gate, the gate to this life, the door. He's the door. Doors keep people out and they let people in, don't they? About the only ones Jesus kept out or the only ones that kept themselves out were the religious zealots of the day. Jesus lets us come and go. He doesn't lock us in. The gate's not a barrier. It's a threshold as well. It's a passage to new life. And when we enter the gate, we are changed, we are transformed. And because we are, then we go out. We no longer have to hide behind the gate. We are now free to live in both realms. We can love God and love the world and serve the world. We go out to bring others in. He's the gate that leads to abundant life. The gate who enables us to worship God and be secure in our service to the world in God's name. There is no other gate like him. So, 
Where does the church fit in to the abundant life? Where do you fit in? You are the church. A Jewish story tells of a man who went for a walk in the forest. And lo and behold, he got lost. He wandered around for hours trying to find his way back, trying one path after another, and none of them led him out of the forest. Lost. But suddenly he came upon another person walking in the forest, and the first man cried out, Thank God, thank God, another human being. Can you show me the way back to town? No, I'm lost too. But we can help each other. We can tell each other which paths we've already tried, the paths that we've been disappointed in, and that will help us find our way out. To me, that's a picture of the church of Jesus Christ. That's the role of the church of Jesus Christ, is to walk with each other in this great forest called life. To keep each other other from the dead ends of life. The dead ends that we've already traveled. Oh yes, and holding hands. Finding the way through the forest together. Barbara read the Acts text this morning spoke of the early Christians staying close to each other, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers. And they did so with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people, not because they were trying to get happy, be happy, but because of the fullness of what they had experienced, they were happy. And they were helping each other find the way through the forest together. Being a part of God's family is that your story is valuable. It is. Your hurts are cared for. The authentic church of Jesus Christ is a place of healing, not a place of hurting. You know, when I've had the holy and sacred privilege of being with someone as they were taking their last breaths, Not one has ever said, I wish I'd spent more time at work, I'd made more money, lived in a bigger house. No, it's always, it's always about those with whom they've held hands. It's always about relationships. It's about loving. It's about caring. It's about people. It's the things that come together in Christ to make life abundant. So what do you want out of life? What decisions, what little decisions are you making daily and hourly that make a difference? Come, enter the gate, then go out and bring others so that they too might experience this life called abundant. And so now we gather at our Lord's table as the early disciples did, with glad and generous hearts. Amen.